Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Andre Allen, Vice President, Information Technology, Chief Privacy Officer, and Chief Information Security Officer at Mars Discovery District. Andre, thanks so much for joining us today, and please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role at Mars. Well, thanks for having me, Lee. Um, I've been with Mars now for just over a year and a half. Um, my role at Mars, I'm responsible for all aspects of information technology, including business systems, software engineering, systems operations, service desk, information security, and privacy. At Mars, we have a fairly complex business, a business and um, multiple business units within it. And um, I try to keep up with all the asks and requirements that they, they bring us. Uh, I'm really looking forward to learning more about that in this interview. So, and I really appreciate you joining us here today, Andre. We're creating this series really to support CIOs and senior tech leaders in their business journey. So the first question really is about that. Can you tell us a little bit about your own career path and perhaps provide some insights or tips on that road path? Are there any lessons learned that you could share? Absolutely, I'd be happy to share. Uh, I've been in IT for over 30 years. I started in systems operations, part of a team managing large mainframe systems, move through the infrastructure, managing local area networks, you know, netware and then Windows networks, onto mid-range systems, you know, AS400s, Unix systems from HP, um, IBM. Um, and over that time, I purposely worked in different verticals. My belief then as it is now is that good technology people will be, will be able to adapt and and seeing a breadth of industries and different technologies just helps them to do that. So be it, you know, consumer packaged goods business or a banking industry or telco, um, I believe they all bring different flavors to, to they, they form kind of the basis of your knowledge. And so you learn different things from different industries. It also helped in being able to challenge what some people may view as sacred cows. You know, we always use this tech within this industry. So I've been able to challenge that over the years. And I think it's really brought um, a broad view, different technologies. Um, I think it's important that you understand the, the industry that you're in um, for you to be able to service your customers. But at the end of the day, you know, challenging some of those holy grails does yield some interesting new outcomes. Hmm, interesting. So I really like this a lot. So, and it's interesting that you're at an innovation center right now because you basically are talking, you just said that, bringing all these lessons learned together, working in different industries, you know, you've really built your career up, career up from, you know, your beginning right through to the industries, right through to now being in this innovation hub. So I think that that's, that's really, really interesting. And um, wanted to chat a little bit about that for the next question around your role at the Mars Dis Discovery District and the Tech Innovation Hub. You know, uh, I see that the Mars Waterfront Center in Toronto just opened. Congratulations on that. Um, and I'm sure in your role, I, you know, I feel very envious to be honest, because I'm sure in your role, you have the opportunity to see tech innovation at work with a lot of the startups that are housed at Mars. Um, and not many CIOs really honestly have that opportunity on a regular basis. So wanted to ask you a little bit about innovation trends, any that you might be seeing or uptake of certain technologies. You know, AI or specifically machine learning is certainly the leading trend, you know, be it uh, clean tech or, you know, um, you know, environmental technology uh, or just, you know, systems building the smart new systems or, or smart cities. You're finding the use of AI and machine learning just to be 
um, you know, it's a real catalyst for a whole new set of industries and, and companies. So there's some bright, you know, entrepreneurs that are thinking up new ways of doing things and, you know, looking through large data sets and trying to find patterns and anomalies. And, and you know, I'm I'm always, I, I agree, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to be at Mars because there's so much um, energy, so much innovation that's happening. And you see the smart people around you thinking of these great ideas and taking them from, you know, small burgeoning ideas into ongoing, um, you know, businesses. So we love being in the space that we're in. You know, uh, many of our ecosystem members are doing great work harnessing large data sets. And, and, um, and so they need access to things like cloud, certainly using the cloud. The cloud has enabled some of those things. Um, and what we see as the next big trend is just now you've got all this great automation and great data, you know, we've got to keep it all secure. We think that there are, you know, mal there 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 are actors out there that would love to get access to some of our research information um, and some of the innovation that we're doing here in Canada. And so, you know, we're open to helping all of these ventures secure um, their systems as we're working to secure our own internally. Wow, so that's really interesting. So, and I know I see on your posts on LinkedIn, you're always posting about some of the tech companies you're working with there and how they're building. There's doing so much innovation around food security, around blockchain, around, it's just incredible. So, you know, this must be a really interesting place to be in, in your profession and have the opportunity to work with these individuals, probably, you know, uh, share knowledge, share information, and also just see the innovation that's happening on a regular basis. So I really appreciate that very much. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, especially in the tech space in Canada, where we see major challenges in building diverse teams and in, in leadership, really. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, I'll be talking to the Black Professional Technologies Network and the Black Opportunity Fund about networking and partnership to build safe spaces. So just wondering, you know, your thoughts on that and what strategies you're looking at in building in your role as a CIO to build diverse teams and any advice for companies that, you know, we can really ensure that we're building equity in the workplace. Yeah, you know, I think it's moved past, um, I'm really glad you asked this question. DEO is a passion of mine. And I think it's moved past a, um, a, so a social concert or these are things that we should do. But now they're economic real, uh, um, realities in that, you know, the pool of people trying to find skilled technology people or skilled knowledge workers, you know, that pool is shrinking. And, and for me, if we were to take, um, if we were to only hire people that looked like or thought like us, that further limits the pool. Mm. And then, you know, the world is becoming smaller through, you know, the internet and through globalization and, and um, shared um, research across, uh, you know, globally. And so, you know, while if you were to, if you were to, to, to make your pool smaller and others are trying to globally take part, you know, take part of that pool, your pool will be even smaller. So, you know, the advice I give to people is, is, is you know, DEI is more than just a um, something you should do. It is really something that's going to help your business mm -hmm. in thinking through, um, you know, how you get new talent because the pool of resources, you know, we're, uh, COVID taught us that, you know, we can all work remotely. And so that's a spark that, um, that that remote work and now you can hire people globally. We've always been able to do that, but that's now become more commonplace. 
And so, you know, we want to be able to hire those people globally means you need to be able to integrate them and make them happy and, and do the same things that you would with the staff on site. And so for us, it's, um you know, I'm, I'm involved with one of the things that uh, CIFAR does. We're also involved with an organization called CLAR, and they have a really good approach to it. It's really the power of one, but that's the thinking. And it's that just that one individual can reaching out a hand to help another individual to move forward, you know, to get forward. And then there may not be an immediate payback for you, but there is an immediate payback uh, for that individual and for the pool of resources in total. And so um, as we, you know, we're getting pressures to for our best talent to move to other places um, and for our best talent, you know, not wanting to come back into the office and, you know, dealing with all those challenges. You know, if you were to eliminate, like if we were just to say, we're only going to go, we're going to go back to the days where everyone looked the same, that pool would be very small. Mm -hmm. so it makes no sense economically mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and then of course, it is of course the right thing to do. So, and then on top of that, once these people are integrated into your environment, now, you know, you get the opportunities. Let's say that we have a, um, a, a, a well-trafficked website these are viewed by very diverse individuals and looking at it through just one lens and you may not pick up the nuances for different cultures or different groups. Um, so it's important that you integrate people. Um, and now doing that is the, is, is the hard part. It has to be something that's seriously that you, that you believe in and that you believe that there's a direct benefit for your business as well as a social aspect for, of it. And, um, you know, we're lucky at Mars, you know, from the top, everyone's really bought into um, diversity, and equity, and inclusion, and the inclusion part being the most important, important piece that, you know, once you've you made those links, making that individual feel that it's a safe space, yeah. and that, you know, they can give feedback in, in ways that you may not expect, and for things you may not expect. Yeah. So um, it's something we're going to continue to navigate across all industries. But uh, you know, companies are not paying attention to this. I think they're going to find that um, the quality of candidates that they get will diminish over time. I love you know. Thank you so much for that very insightful response, and I love that idea of the power of one. I got goosebumps when you were talking about it. It's certainly something that you know I'm trying to practice in my own. Um, role as a woman working in media and technology um and you know i had a call yesterday or a chat yesterday with corinne sharp who founded co-founded the wit network the women in technology network and we talked a lot about enabling people providing them with training providing them with resources bringing people along to feel that they can take a role in technology and so everything you're saying is so important and i think to companies realizing that yeah your customer base is who your employee base should be we talk about with a lot of cios about that um, i'm so happy that we're having these conversations and i think we now have to as you said put those conversations into action make sure you have it as part of your business plan it's really what you're saying you know um, and be aware of it so thank you for that um, so you are very busy because you hold a number of key roles at Mars, including the vice president of information technology, the chief privacy officer and CISO. That's a lot, but there's a lot of research right now about the changing role of the technology leader, um, as the new overall business leader. So I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, I think, you know, effective CIOs, um, or leaders in IT really need to be, um, 
more broad-based. It can't just be just about kind of the bits and the bytes. I think that that ship sailed a long time ago. And I think, you know, you need to be close to the business and understand the value you're providing for that business. You know, I talked earlier about um, my background, my view about getting those different diverse points of view. And I think it comes into play here that, you know, really being able to look at the business um, and the business priorities in perhaps a different light and being able to bring that to the table and having a voice at the table to be able to say, hey, have we thought about X, Y, or Z? And so, um, you know, it's really, uh, there's a there's a balance that has to be played. I, I certainly think it's a lot of hats, you know, that we, that we juggle, um, but they're necessary hats. And, you know, the intersection between just the technology, managing the data, you know, as a discrete function and managing private security, that all, yeah. well, that Venn diagram has a lot of overlaps to it. And so yeah. I think that, um, you know, while, you know, when I first joined Mars, it's like, okay, well, how am I going to tackle all of these things together? Some of these functions are held discreetly, but it has worked out quite well for us because the same things I'm looking at from a, from a uh, data and privacy perspective, you know, they have implications for security, has implications mm. for how we build and support systems. So, um, you know, the multiple hats is, you know, sometimes I have to consciously take off one and put another one on, but um, so far it's been a good balance. And, you know, having a, a supportive management team at Mars made all the difference. That's really, really interesting. And I appreciate you, you know, providing some insights around how everything's feeding in together, because I'm talking to a lot of CIOs right now who are saying, you know, embrace the CISO part of the the role, right? So, and and what we're hearing about is more integration and really taking on that overall business leadership with your leadership team, as opposed to being siloed as the person keeping the computers or the lights on and all of that stuff. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Andre, for so much for coming here and joining us today on our CIO Leadership Live series. I appreciate it very much. My pleasure, thank you so much. Thank you. And anybody watching to hear more interviews with CIOs in Canada and the latest news, head over to CIO.com front slash CA. Thanks so much for joining us today.